Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in on this week's episode. I am going to talk to you about societal decay and uh, I don't know, just a lot of stuff I see going on. Um, and then ask you, how are you spending your bear market? Um, and then also enjoy transacting on the base layer while you can. Um, and first of all, shout out to the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin made simple. Use promo code Bitcoin made simple to get 5% off and you will enjoy taking your coins off the exchange. Please do because you know they're all insolvent and it's only a matter of time. Um, first of all, if you're watching the video, well, second of all, uh, if you're watching the video, you see this shirt, the sibling film crew. Um, it's, I just realized, I don't know why I'm pointing it out, but uh, it's a movie I worked on, um, and it's that movie's out now, and it's called A Resurrection, um, and it has like Devin Sawa in it, and Misha Barton, I think. Anyways, um, the reason I'm just pointing it out is that I thought I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, oh, that's the shirt I'm wearing today, um, and then I was like, well, nobody's going to know that movie. Uh, because they changed the title, which they frankly change the titles of movies all the time. Um, this one was changed to A Resurrection because they thought it would be a good idea um, to get it to the top of the VOD, like cable VOD, uh, because that's how, honestly, with cable VOD back in 2011 or whenever this was, um, if you had an A that started it, the, at the beginning of your title, it was at the top of the alphabet when people would scroll to look for a movie to buy. And then whenever they released it, uh, they did one of those things where they took anything with like A or the in front of it. They put it at the end. So A Resurrection showed up in the R's as Resurrection, comma, A. So that backfired. Um, I wasn't a part of that, so... I was just uh, a lowly worker, um, uh, second unit, or not second unit, uh, uh, what was I on that? I ended up being like second, second assistant director, which is the dumbest term ever. If you ever look at the credits, just you'll see first, you'll see director, then you'll see first assistant director, then you'll see second assistant director, and then you'll see second, second assistant director uh it's like a dwight Schrute level of naming titles uh assistant to the regional manager you're the second second assistant director uh which would just be the third assistant director um yeah and also it doesn't sound as great as it did because when you're an assistant director you do virtually nothing in the way of directing the movie um the only thing close to directing the movie is the fact that it's in your title. Uh, what you really do is you're a logistics manager that is uh, managing schedules and getting people from point A to point B. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a nightmare. And I um, pretty much hated every single moment of it. Uh, <laughs> case in point why I just peaced out and was like, I got to do something else in this industry. If you guys have heard my story, you know that I'm not going to rehash it. Um, but the, speaking of names, so then another thing that movies do that don't, that most people probably don't know. Um, so like the dark Knight rises when that was being filmed, I worked on that. Uh, 
the working production title of it was called Magnus Rex. And the reason behind that is, first of all, to um, deter paparazzi. But second of all, whenever you call a company and you're looking for rates on rentals, equipment, things like that, if you call them and say, hi, I'm from the production company uh, Magnus Rex, we're shooting movie Magnus Rex, they, you know, okay, here's our price. If you call from, hi, I'm from Warner Brothers, and we are shooting the newest Batman movie, all of a sudden those prices go way up. So that'll be a good thumbnail <laughs> um, for the YouTube video. So anyways, that is that. And that's all I'm going to say about that for the time being. Um, societal decay. The reason, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I feel like every time I go on Twitter or whatever platform, uh, I'm seeing just random acts of violence, which is terrible. Um, and But one of the, one that's really sticking out to me, and you guys know I, I like sports and and uh, you know, heavily into the football season right now. Um, one that I see a lot of is these fan fights at in stadiums at games. Which, first of all, I I tweeted about it and said like, my kids want me to take them, but really, like, should I take them to that? Like, when there's you don't know the potential of what could break, what kind of mental breakdown could happen around you. So I'm very, I'm very hesitant. Um, and then second of all, it just made me, I feel like seeing that stuff is just a reminder that society is on a decline. And a lot of that has to do with the broken money. Uh, that's, I mean, I think most of it has to do with that. Um, but the money being broken has led people to be broken um, and caused people to care less about one another. Because, frankly, what's the – is it Maslow's hierarchy or something like that where it's like you need your basic needs like, you know, food, water, sleep. Then you need like the next level, you know, the next level. In fact, I'm going to Google it right now just so that uh, – Maz loves I love hierarchy of needs. Here we go. Um so first you have your physiological needs like air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. That's obviously a need. <laughs> um and uh then you have your safety needs, you personal security, employment, resources, health, property. Then you have your love and belonging. You need friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. Then on top of that is esteem, uh, which is respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, freedom. And then on top of that is self-actualization. That's the top of the pyramid. So this is a pyramid, by the way, going up. Self-actualization is desire to become the most that one can be. Um, but I feel like the fiat... I feel like the fiat system pulls us down Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The fiat system doesn't allow us to get up to self-actualization. We barely probably get to esteem. Many people don't get to love and belonging. Um, safety needs 
you know, is basically where most people, physiological needs and safety needs is where most people are living. And so to me, it seems and appears that people are stuck in those spots and it causes them to have a fight or flight mentality. I don't, I don't know if that's really what's happening. But the fiat system keeping us in that position, keeping us at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy, I think is causing these things. Because people are, in, people are so focused, so they're spending so much of their time and energy focused on surviving to the next day. That's what the fiat system has done to them. It's pushed them into this position, and they're stuck. They can't get out. So they're at a heightened sense of awareness, and the slightest little thing is is triggering people. You know, when you're when your day to day is just focused on surviving, it it's very easy for you to lash out. <laughs> I feel like it's easy for people to lash out because they're they're just on edge, you know. Um, which is why you know, like I just. Of, you know, you try to avoid those things. You don't want to be around it. So looking at going to, you know, a game with my kids. Do I go to a game with my kids? Uh, boy, I don't know. Going to an atmosphere where people don't conduct themselves like human beings, don't treat others well, infused with alcohol, and uh, the emotional, the emotion, like... People that are, if you're stuck in that, if most of the world is stuck in the bottom tiers, then also you're looking for, you're trying to replace, I think this is on the sports end, what's happening. The fiat world has you stuck in the safety and needs, like, and physiological needs level. Sports gives you a sense of love and belonging. And the esteem that you're looking for is coming from your sports team. And there's nothing, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with sports. I love it. I live and die with the teams. I lose my mind when they lose and I lose my mind when they win. Um, I hate how much it emotionally affects me, but I also can keep a rational mind. Um, but we're seeing so many people have irrational minds and just lose their minds when it when this is all breaking down around them. So, you know, you have so much of your emotional self tied into the results of this sporting event. Um, and when it crumbles, then it's easy to look and go like, well, this fell apart and my job sucks and the price of everything sucks. I can't afford living. I can't afford life. I can't afford to, you know, pay off credit card debt. I can't afford to afford to pay down student loans, FYI, student loans are going to have to get paid. Oh my God. You know, and this is just anxiety cyclone that I feel like people are going down. And it is all, I believe, done by design. Um, I think it's done by design to keep people in that position so that we're all fighting amongst ourselves and not focusing on making the world a better place. Because that's what we can do. That's what we have the power to do. And that's what Bitcoin gives us the power to do. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. So that's just something I've seen. I mean, even have you seen the video of the guy at the golf course 
who took I'll, I'll just play it for you guys um he took a girl's uh golf ball and let me see if there's a way uh you know what i don't know i'm yeah i own a technology company that's a streaming platform but i am not technically savvy enough to share my screen so you can see it but here here's the video have you guys seen this man in the green shirt who's golfing and he took the girl's golf ball apparently and so they go up to him this group and they're like hey you um he took their her golf ball and he's like denying it and then it escalates like everything in society to this i hope you can hear it well I mean, it's insane. It's insanity. What is going wrong with people? You know, I mean, we can't go a week without somebody losing their mind on an airplane. And I think the other part of it that bothers me is that, you know, there was a, so there was a Dolphin, no, there was a Patriots fan at the Patriots-Dolphins game that got, uh, I think, sucker punched by a Dolphins fan. And the Patriots fan died. And that's obviously horrible. Um, and what is really sad to me, outside of the obvious, is that instead of people trying to break it up and get in the way and diffuse the situation, everyone pulls out their phones. Everyone is recording. Because they can't wait to share it and laugh about it with other people. And that's a massive problem. Um, I mean, I think there's something, not to go all biblical on you, but I think there's something in the, I forget the exact quote, but in the book of Revelations, um, about when the second coming of Jesus, the end of times, all that kind of stuff happens, um, Human beings, their hearts will have been hardened so much that they will not have empathy. I'm paraphrasing. Like They basically won't have empathy. They won't feel bad for other people. They, their hearts will be so hardened that they they cannot recognize that. And it kind of freaks me out that that's where we're at, is that you look at like two people just about to fight, and your knee-jerk reaction isn't to stop the violence your knee-jerk reaction is to record it and then share it, and hopefully you can get some follows and some likes. Uh, you know, instead of, like, the lady that, you know, said that that MFR is not real on the airplane, you know, instead of recording her meltdown, maybe just feel bad for her, Um, you know. If you're a person of prayer, you pray for them. If you are just someone that believes in the vibes, then you send them good vibes. And instead of making fun of them and trying to ruin somebody's life, I don't know. It's just my thoughts on the situation. And it scares me a little bit that we are in this dark, dark spot where we're not 
really, you know, I mean, the first thing that happens, the Titanic submersible, you know, people die and it's just instantly jokes. And I think that's in a, we're in a really bad spot as society if what we're doing is laughing about death. So, with that being said, not the, this, don't worry, I'll get a little bit happier here. Um, but get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off and get your coins off the exchange, please. Doing yourself a favor. Um, so, all right, societal decay, we all know that. It's all a mess. Um, but here we are. I dare I say peak bear market. I mean, we're just, you know, everybody's like so bored. Uh, I feel like there's nothing new anyone's talking about. Um, and all I can think about is how are you spending, how are you spending your bear market? Um, how I'm spending my bear market is hyper-focused on building movies plus and hyper-focused on growing and expanding off-grid Bitcoin mining. So when the last bull, I, I tweeted this out and I said, you know, what did I say? Uh, I'll just pull it up because why not? Um, by the way, nobody likes my tweets. No, I'm kidding. I really don't care. Um, I, what I said was, what you do with your time in Bitcoin in the Bitcoin bear market will determine the reward you receive during the next bull run. Remember all your shoulda, coulda, woulda last bull run? We'll do those things now. And I shared that just because that's my thought at the moment. You know, last bull run, it was like, I should have, could have, would have been into this earlier. I should have, could have, would have. If I was into this earlier, I would have done this. I could have done that. I could have built this. You know, I could have been, when it was really running, the price was running. Like, oh my God, I could have been, you know, working off of natural gas and, you know, turning it into Bitcoin. What was I thinking? I'm not saying you have to do the same exact thing as me. I'm just saying, think about back then what you thought of. Like, God, I should have done this. I should have done that. And now do those things. Um, because there's a lot of people in the Bitcoin bear market that I feel are just sitting there waiting for Bitcoin to solve their problems, for the price to go up, to take care of everything for them. Um, and it's something actually uh, Preston Pish said at the uh, to me at the at the Bitcoin conference this year. Um, I was talking to him, and he was like, "I really like, you know, these these conferences because it's like this is where the builders are." Because whenever it's the bull run, you just have all the shit coinery going on. Don't get me wrong. The Bitcoin conference still had its fair share of shit coinery. But it was less. Less than usual. Um, and I, I agree. So that's what I just wanted to share a reminder with everyone that you should probably be doing all those things that last bear market you were th sitting there going, God, if I had just known, I would have done it. Because um, we can kind of get lulled to sleep here in the bear market. Because frankly, there's not a lot going on. Uh, and yeah. Other thing is though, my friend Bob, you know Bob Burnett uh, of Barefoot Mining. Let me look up his tweet um, he had shared. I think I'm going to have him come on the show at some point. 
uh, he's boom at boomer underscore BTC. Um, but he, he said that the, let me see here. So he's talking about the mempool and my bullet point on this was enjoy transacting on the base layer while you still can. Okay. So I'll read Bob's tweet here. The Bitcoin mempool backlog is now very close to 550,000 transactions. The past few weeks, the backlog has consistently hovered in the all-time high range of 600,000. Hash rate has been ripping, and a few extra blocks per day are being produced, but the network can't keep up. A difficulty adjustment is coming in less than a day, though, and that will slow the network back down. There is a decent chance of an all, a new all-time high in mempool backlog later this week. And he said, so... What he was getting at, he goes into it further. I'm not going to read all the tweets, but um, saying that block space is going to be so valuable in the future that basically this is like a free trial transacting on the main chain. Um, it was like a free trial, you know. Uh, I actually I was talking to Bob on the phone um, and just you know brought it up to him, and and he likened it to a a fitness uh, like a gym a gym membership where they, they want to bring you in. They want you to try the gym out. So they're like, Oh, first three months are free. Um, and then you got to start paying for it. And, you know, like ordinals caused a spike, but like after that, you know, it's just, there's so, the amount of people and he can get more technical, but the amount of people that need to fit a transaction, there's a, there's only so many transactions that can go through every year. So if this thing, Bitcoin, is going to scale as widely as we all think it will and know it will or hope that it will, um, that block space is going to be super tight. Um, so maybe you should be using this time to do UTXO consolidation uh, so that you can move more coins on one UTXO and pay the premium um, without having it broken up into a bunch of different transactions. And get things secure where you want them to be secure. Again, the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Uh, that's where I'd secure mine if I were you. Um, if you need some, if you want to set up lightning channels for liquidity, then go that, do that. If you want to do different things. Point being is that the tri the free trial on the Bitcoin block space is going to run out soon. Like the next, if there's a Bitcoin ETF, forget about it. I mean, I'm not saying buy the Bitcoin ETF. I don't really think that you should just buy the actual Bitcoin and put it on your Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. But um, if there's a Bitcoin B ETF, think about how many, how much transacting is going to need to take place by BlackRock or whoever has the ETF. It'd be massive. And we are not prepared to pay those massive fees. Um you know, I look at it as like almost the base layer. I, I've I've said this before a couple of times. But I th I think I'm getting to the point over the last couple of years. I've had to accept the fact that the average person will never transact on the base layer. Um, and to me, that's kind of a bummer. But it's become less of a bummer the more I understand how this is all going to work out. As long as proper layers are built on top, like Lightning, etc. Um. But it'll be like the like the international bank settlement banks. That's what the main chain will be. 
it'll be moving chunks of coins from one place to another to shore up the books on the layers above it. Um, which means if you have, think about how valuable, if you think about how much it'll cost to send a Bitcoin in the future, think about how valuable the actual Bitcoin will be. Let's just say if it's going to cost you, uh, I'm just throwing a hypo hypothetical out there. The average transaction is going to cost you $2,000. Let's say that's the hypothetical. And I could be way off. Like, don't crush me for this. But um, if people are willing to spend $2,000 US on the transaction of Bitcoin going from one wallet to another, what do you think the price of Bitcoin is? I bet you it's pretty damn high. So with that being said, get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, consolidate your UTXOs, get them into one place, and I will talk to you guys later.